people of the world, from Miami to Madrid, from Seattle to Sydney, and all the places in between, this is The Deep End. I'm your host, Antonio, and our show starts now. People, welcome back. I'm back here with uh, the election crew. We did the morning, uh, the speeches. I ain't going to do it all. We, I think... If you if you're for Joe Biden, if you're for Kamala Harris, y'all, this this moment is everything. So let me just go ahead and bring the people in, y'all. Hi, you holding up? That's probably the better reason. How you holding up? The tears. I don't openly talk about crying because I'm one of those type of folks where I say real thugs cry alone, and I got a punching pillow in my house that I just punch and just take my anger out. But I've literally have like had to like stop myself from crying. I have no makeup on, y'all. I normally have my face beat. I just haven't had it. And this I'm, was a, a no makeup day. It was, it was a wrap. Like my poor eyebrows. I was just sitting here looking at. Them. I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop scooping ice cream for two seconds. But Wait, what flavor you eating? That's what I want to know. Tolitan. <laughs> I think for me. You know, it's one of those moments, like I think I'm very future seeing. And what's so important for this moment is that for the next generation or for my little cousins that are like 11 or so, this is gonna be normal. Them seeing a black president is normal. Them seeing now a black woman as a vice president is normal. Them seeing women run for you know, president is not like these are the things where we look back like, child, this is monumental. And for them, they like, what you mean? My president always been black. Yeah. My president has always been a black woman. And, and now they're going to be like, well, why don't I have a white? You know, it's just like this moment is so full. And I didn't get like why Van was like, I understood why Van was crying earlier. But like in this moment, she was talking and I was just like. It's so impactful. And then when she went during her moment, said, get my nieces, y'all come here, stand right here in front of me. I'm just looking at them like, and they looking at her like, they shan't, don't. Like, listen, I broke, because did you see how them little girls held that flag and they did this? And it was just so important. Like them little black girls with these little ball pom-poms on their head that was like the signature church do on a Sunday was like this. Looking at her like she was a superhero. Cause she was. She, she is. She strolled out there. She she strolled out there better than Olivia Pope. Okay. I want money. I'm on money. Voted on what color suit she was gonna wear, and I said she gonna and wear white. And I had to, and, and this is why I went with my shirt. I had, I was like, do I go with my black women <laughs> have always been magic or do I go with a Delta shirt? Because right. we were there in 1913 in our whites. My 22 founders were there. You marching, strolling, stepping for our right to have a vote, for our right to be heard, our right to be spoken you know, to speak and be spoken to correctly and not be interrupted. And for her to come out there with her suffragette white, I was like, 
Oh, it, it was a it was a moment. I mean, oh, I, I mean, if you truly understand it, right? Taking it back, it started in white. It will end not and, not, and it will begin again. Let's say that it started and it'll begin again in this moment. But uh, it, and I don't think you know. And if you don't know history, mm. oof, right? You just be like, oh, that's a cute winter fall white ivory. No, 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 no. There is purpose in everything. You don't right? want to after yeah, her right? pearls, her pearl earrings. You know, like all, all everything that she had on had significance, right? And her makeup and everything was flawless. Like right. her hair was as glow. I'm just, it was everything. I it think powerful. I think when I think about just kind of like my mom was, my mom and I were talking about this, and she said. You know what would you have done in that situation? I was like Nicholas and RJ would have been right there with me. Like nah, bro, stand right here because yeah. I need you to see everything. And so seeing the young nieces, and I'm they're probably gonna be internet famous um, after tonight or within the next forty minutes. Mm. And um, seeing them and just looking at them the way they look, like I don't, I have I have nephews who look like who look at me like that. Like they look at me and it's like I'm their I'm their superhero. Or they'll tell their they'll t like my mom literally has told me things about my nephew saying like, you know, don't worry, Aunt Nisi will do it because she always does it. She always comes through for me. And I'm thinking like, mm. you know, I, they don't pay me that much here at Penn State for you for me to come through for you like that. I'm just putting that out there, bro. But I'm glad you feel that way. So I think looking at the generation of kids that this is going to be so impactful and powerful. Um, I think the feeling today after we left this earlier this afternoon, uh, my mom and I, we went to the farmer's market and everybody was just happier. Happier. Listen, I, I, we, happier. Have, we have been in, I think the, the country who watched this tonight had a collective side of slight confusion because we had two people actually have a conversation with us through mm. the screen that made complete sentences that spoke. It was a complete sentence for me. And not, you know, it didn't sound like a, a thesis or a hypothesis or. Not even a hypothesis. You, you have to create a thesis or a hypothesis. Hypothesis and thesis are complete sentences. And like, that's giving it too much. That's giving it, giving too, it much. too much. Just giving it too You're much. You're giving it too much. Giving it too much. It, Incoherent rambling. We have been in a verbal, physical, abusive relationship for four years. So we have forgotten. Did you say a, a verbal? You said an abusive relationship. A, a verbal, physical, abusive relationship. For years. Because think of the science. Think of what. Because we are all educators. We've all been through training. We've sat through um, that type of training around trauma and when to recognize it, right? And abusive relationships. So when someone comes along that talks to you with some sense that talks to you in a space of calm, you you almost get an initial visceral reaction of confusion because you don't know how to receive it or how to respond. We have to now be reset, you know? And that's that's what's crazy. Like I'm we have to be We had folks talking to us and I think when it was over, I was sitting there like, did that just happen? 
joke. Did nobody disrespect nobody? I was like, nobody we, said nothing negative. Yeah. Like, because you be ready to fight. Like everything has been divisive, and yeah. so it's been this this push, you know. And there was nothing divisive. You was ready. You was ready to come with your quick comeback and petty. Like I'm ready for somebody to say something. And when they was done, it was just like, okay. And did he give black people a shout out? That's what I was Ooh. like. Let me help me understand. I'm still. Oh, you did, did, did Africans, African Americans get a shout out? Say something. When he did that, I said, because my thing is, we don't, they don't stay. Listen, he said black. He said black folk. Well, I, I'll tell you this. At first, I was like, did you forget the black people? Because it started going down. I was, I was, I had went and took a shower and I had it on my, I was playing it on my phone and I was getting, put my clothes back on. And I was like, did you forget the black people? By the time I had walked to the living room, he had did a whole moment. And I was like, oh, Joe, you ain't, you remember. Okay. You said black Listen, he gave them their own segment. He gave black people their yes. own segment. Yes. He spoke to the point. He says, this, this campaign is just important to me. We're going to talk about Kamala and what she when he did that, I said, he said, and the black people, because I'm still, I gotta rewatch it because my mind again, we've been in an abusive relationship, y'all. I was like, did he say our name? Did he, did he, he said our name, yo. We he were saying, did we get, we no, were seen. I, I sound country. I was sitting here firing my mom some cat, firing myself and my mom some catfish, and look, Stop. it was on sale. Um, but when he said that, he said that, I was like, wait a minute. And then made me think about South Carolina representative Uncle Jim Clyburn, who's literally shouting on TV, yelling at all of us like, "Nah, player." Did you see him earlier today? Yes, afternoon? I did. Yes, I did. He set the tone for for. He said, "That's see, and for people who don't understand politics, the whip's job is to get the people together so that the majority leader, the president, and the VP don't have to." And, and Clyburn's, his whipping is the same thing that the Republican whip has done too. You just Ooh. don't see the Republican whip out there uh, as much. But that's their job is to get the party in line, to get the people in line. And it was a big like, we're going to do it. Yeah. I think, but I also think that what, like before we got on, Jim Clyburn was talking about him and meeting John Lewis in the 60s when they founded SNCC. And my heart was like, yeah, sir. I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, Clyburn was the most, even, even under the Obama years, I think he was not there, but he is there now. He is more, uh, he knows he is a conservative, but with the way he talked about the Democratic Party tonight, uh, earlier today was much broader, which tells me that he has listened to the the, the squad. He has listened, um, and, he, and he understands. And he said, he says our party is is liberal and conservative. And he told the story about his his father being a minister and having conservative moments. And he said, my father was a minister, and he never took up a conservative offer. He was liberal. He said, so there's moments. When you need to be conservative, there's moments when you need to be liberal. And he said the Democratic Party is broad enough, our umbrella is big enough. I said, Jim Clyburn, you better take us in. But what was so important about it and what I felt, and I don't know if y'all felt the same exact way, 
was that, you know, we are willing to work with you, but what we will not do is bend. We are willing to work. And like even Biden said it, I'm willing to work with you, but you got to work with me. And I think that a lot of the Democrats, their mind is like, we going to try to work with you. However, don't think that we going to forget how you have treated us. For these last three years, what you have done. Right, right. Let's turn down the temperature. He said, go to your thermostat. Do, 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 do. Let's I'm turn a, it down. I'm one of the Democrats who is just a little bit jaded uh, and I own that and, and, and a, a little bit unwilling and a little bit unwilling to compromise. And I know it's the values that we esteem it's who we are and it's what we should be doing, right? And that because they didn't work, but I also believe that if we secure these two senators in yes. in in um in Georgia, Georgia. There, is a, there is a limited time window that yeah. the Democrats will have to push forward an agenda that has to happen because we'll be running for president again in two years. Mm. So four years we'll be running for no 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 no. It okay. will begin in two years. Someone uh, the the earliest that there those announcements came were um, in two years out. They jump up real quick and start trying to to establish themselves as that person. Yeah, yeah. What happened? I'm just waiting. It's yeah, just, I think it's just I'm ready for move on and never forget. You're right. I'm ready to move on and move forward. And I think someone said straight up, "Those like we've been gaslit it, lighted for." by 45 for so many for all these years yeah. that it's just something to that level where it just it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we're being gaslit it's like mm. you are truly being you are a truly genuine person and i'm not going to also because like again we can sit here and talk about how great these things are i'm mm. also going to look at these funny tweets that we, we were seeing memes <laughs> because my favorite one was from natasha rothwell who literally told Ivanka, like, I will send you some Goya products. I will send you some, get your shit. <laughs> Did you see Plies? Plies offered to move them. Let me tell you something. Plies is the ultimate troll, because Plies don't care. Plies be on that, like, Kamala, Mala. Like, she's funny. But I just, you know what? I just think it's, an, it's a true testament of his character, because yeah. he hasn't heard nothing. And then you know when people are tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired, when his 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 own lawyers are like, what you want us to do? There's yeah. nothing that we yeah. can do in this moment, sir. And, and you get the up. recount in Georgia on GP. Listen, you don't, you don't even have to request that. Georgia's gonna give it to you because that's the state law. Let me but tell you Pennsylvania is clear. When Philly oh. got finished speaking, it's a wrap. But what the gag is, the real gag is, is that what you gonna say is, oh, Democratic control, baby. Georgia got a, uh, everybody Republican. Uh, this state, everybody Republican. Side note, I need somebody to get Rick Santorum off the television. Exactly. I am tired of him talking. He did good earlier, cause I said, mm -hmm. okay, we're moving forward. And then what did he do real quick? Doom. I said, there you go. There you go, Rick. Oh, see, I missed it. Because, you know, we had Rick Santorum on campus a few years ago after our um, Milo uh, implosion. Mm -hmm. oh, after everybody's Milo implosion. Yeah. I, I, you know. Well, you know, and I, the, the trauma of, and see, and this is what I'm talking about, because I have seen it firsthand. 
we had 200 folks show up to our campus with red hats, mm. taunting and just throwing everything at our students mm. that I had to use my body to protect right. my, one of my students mm. from 200 people. Okay. Like the stuff that has gone, been able to go on. And that was just at the beginning of it. Right. You know, to the point of, I am scared, physically scared, you know, that I, cause it was just crazy. It was just crazy how they descended on our campus. And I was like, these are college students. These are young people. Y'all are grown ass people. But they like, what they doing? Doing? they would do is, is that, oh, you college folks, you snowflakes. I'm sitting here like they're developing. And I'm gonna need all of y'all to have several seats. Cause like I, I had to check one person who I knew in my like in my network, who now she does like sporting and stuff, and she was just like, "Well, you all like this sis, you were just as undeveloped when we were in undergrad." And I'm gonna need you to take several seats. These folks, uh, you know, and again, you come to college campuses because you know you're going to get the energy that you right. see. You know, these college students well, are. You yourself, you gonna get the what? You're gonna get this energy. You won't get that energy you seeking, and you're and, and you know that 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 we will give you a limelight, and 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 not because we want to give you a limelight, but because we're always under the microscope. You're going to get a limelight. You go stand out on the street in the middle of Houston. Don't nobody care about no Milo, but you come over to the university and stand on the campus and you cause a ruckus. And this is one of the reasons why we've always told our students. And then you end up on CNN like we did. Right. Don't show. We tell the students don't show up. So we give them that press. But we know the students not going. You not the students gonna say you're not gonna come to my campus. Right. What you and that's exactly. <laughs> and our students handled themselves with grace yeah. until grace had ran out. Right. They had had a peaceful demonstration that day. Yeah. And that they came and it, and it, and it was organized and they had the narrative before we could even get a hold a handle of the narrative. And it, it, fast forward four years later, when we see a bus almost ran off the road in Texas. Right. And that triggered me back to that day where I was sit standing in our quad by ourselves because our system was so overloaded with um, folks on campus that I couldn't get a call out to get public safety and staff. I, it was just me and one other and a grad. And I'm like, I'm in a quad with a handful of our students and there are 50 red hats over here in my face and in our students' face. And I don't want to go to jail. Somebody had to go have some, have some bail money ready for me, but cause I will go down for one of my students. And, and, and so fast forward and then I see this bus surrounded like that took me back. And I was like, when, when, when did this become okay? And it's gonna be like that for a while. Like that for a while, though. For a while. Yes. And tonight was the first night where we heard reconciliation. We heard mm -hmm. unity. We heard temperature. Let's be honest. It's not gonna like the only like me and my friend went out to dinner today, and we went to the downtown mall because I, I took a picture. Was like, yes, let me be amongst the people, and literally. My mother, my grandmother, my aunts. Hey, what you doing? Where you at? Um, do me a favor. Get in that house before seven thirty. Get in that house before seven o'clock. 
And my thing is, it's going to be like that for a while, just because the only time you, the only people you can control is yourself. And my thing is, people have this built-up anger that's really not built and based on nothing. That they they just feel like they have the authority and the power to act out. And it's not and the thing that's so problematic about it is, is like we struggle in our older age. What about these young kids that are in the? Because I know the young kids that be right. You know the little hood um, crumb snatches that be riding their little bikes. Yeah. And stuff. And I remember one day, one like a man, wrote, but I'm just gonna be honest. Somebody rolled up on them, and here I am walking the dog. And the first thing I did was, I think we have to. I think your conversation is 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 interesting. I was I was talking to my sister earlier this afternoon. She was telling me what my nephew said, and he says, "I wonder what those those white boys are going to say when what I come back to school." Mm-hmm. And um, and knowing that this is very real for our students and and and, and spaces that they will be, ter- you know, terrorizing commentary. We saw here Pearland, which is like ten miles south of Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks already walking around in um, Confederate flag. Uh, and I think, and I think that will be a part of it. But before we, because we got a lot more deep ends to go in the next seven to four days. But I want to get us back to this yes, schedule. Okay. Yes, celebration of the night. We do real quick before that because, like, that was something that I know for a fact that my mom brought up. She was like, you know, so what happens when you go to a call? when you're on call yeah. and that person is a Trump supporter and they want to come and do that. I was like, Oh, that already happened to me. I had a student literally yeah. a student on Thursday tell me I want to punch anybody supporter in their face. And I was like, well, I'm a body supporter. Punch me. And she kind of looked at me like, maybe boy, punch me in the face. <laughs> like you do it right today. And I, then she said straight up, she was like this, I wouldn't do that to you. And I was like, why is that? She's like, I respect you too much. And I was like, that's what you need to do with everybody else. Because if you can't do it to me and walk back into our building safe, because it won't be safe for you, let's right. put it out there, mm-hmm. um, then it's just something to that level. And I think there needs to be, like, people have been talking about, like, what we do about these, um, about Trump supporters. It's like, it's not what do we do about Trump supporters. It's what, how do we handle the narrative when it comes to a Trump supporter? Because it's like, you're not about to, I know you're not about to come near me and talk to me like yeah. that. I want to. I want to. I want to. I, I love it, but I want to put back on on the show. We made history tonight. Um, Can we I, talk about how smooth Joe's suit was? We, yeah. talk, we talked about yeah. how it's a new coin. It's, it's a, a new coin. We can see and a presidential suit. Because we all, because we all got the the good TV now. We all have. We all have on been on the come up. And I said, that suit, he got shiny suit, man. Like, he got some. He's been waiting to wear that suit all. I feel Dr. Biden had that suit ready for him. Like, this is your good suit to rest. Rest. That that whole, that set that they designed for them, this outdoor show, this giving me, channeling me back to. Uh, taking me back to uh, 2008 with Obama coming out on that long. I wanted, I'm, you know, for the health of Joe, I'm glad he ran, you know, to show he healthy, but I wanted him to stroll. Take your walk, bruh. Like he had to run because this was me. If he would have strolled, I would have said, bruh, you're taking too long. (laughs) 
We talked about that. I, t- I, I broke down the history behind her outfit. We Javier, to Javier McCoy's um, comment, I really wanted, because my favorite meme of the entire week was when they were looking at um, Pennsylvania and how it was red this entire week. And then all of a sudden it changed to blue and they had dreams and nightmares where Meek Mill is about to start going off. Right. Where every person from Philly goes off and that sort of stuff. It was like, <laughs> I was like, I played that song so loud in my car today. Listen, so let Has me- anybody checked on Ice Cube today? No, we ain't gonna bring that demon here. Somebody but, have been checking for Chris at Michelle. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, doing. I'm gonna talk Jane, about Michelle. And Antonio said it best though. Uh, about this, I'm gonna make the first prediction <laughs> of a cabinet member. Okay, we're gonna come. Okay, let's run through the most important. Listen, the cabinet member. This is gonna be my prediction. I don't know where he gonna be, but I know he gonna be on this in this cabinet. Because listen, this gentleman has been taking down Fox News left Ooh, right, yeah. for the sake of just shits and giggles. <laughs> My, I, I didn't like him because I feel like he represented a privilege that I just do not like. But after his epic takedowns, c- countless takedowns, Pete Booty Judge. Is he, going to, he done got some resurgence with the people. Let me say something. Let me tell you. He got some points now with the people. But Pete went home and dealt with and dealt with his uh his troubles. Listen, he's not he's not invited to the cookout. However, he is gonna be on that cabinet just because he has been putting in work. Who making sure that that rhetoric over there, that, that station we don't watch, that is together. <laughs> Listen, earlier today, the Attorney General of Nevada was reading Fox News for filth. For Fulfill. Like, y'all not come up in here and tell these mistruths, because if somebody was, was doing voting fraud, I'd already prosecute them. Let me tell you who about that life. The, the Governor of Nevada, the Mayor of Las Vegas, the Secretary of State of, uh, ne- of Nevada, Listen. and the Attorney General, all of them say you can get this smoke. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't say you can get this. Smoke. And our, our friends over in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania, she wasn't playing with them. Lieutenant Governor is tired, y'all, because somebody called his wife the N word a few weeks ago, and he was like, Y'all gonna try me. Um, but I think I agree. I think Pete Buttigieg is gonna be on there. I do think that, um, Bernie Sanders, I think, I think Pete. Could be the Secretary of the Interior. It's mm. down out the way. Really? No, it's not. It's do not disrespect. Do not disrespect the parks. Do not disrespect the parks like that. I'm not disrespecting the parks. I'm just saying. Look at me grabbing my fake pearls and grabbing my strands. I'm but just saying. Just can be over the national parks. But no, no, the parks, folks. National parks has been against Trump. Since Trump has been the president, they literally started their own re- renegade. That's Twitter. fine, but he can go be secretary over the national parks. We appreciate it. I, I, I think Governor Inslee of um, Washington. I don't think he's going to leave that. He just won re election. He's going to leave that po- post. But if look, look, he can leave his post because somebody else can take care of Fort Bend and he can come on back. 
Um, he, he, he can come on back after that. Um, but out. Uh, he put uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Warren has been vying for Secretary of the. Well, I don't think that they got it. Does wait? Do they have a? Um, do they have a, uh, a Democratic governor? Uh, I don't. I, I will say this: too many of these senators don't need to leave. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Now, if they got a Democratic governor, I can see it possibly because at least the governor can appoint someone. But if they got a Republican governor, the Republican she's in Massachusetts, it, huh? Yeah, she's in Massachusetts, right? Is where uh, Elizabeth Warren is she in Massachusetts? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think Massachusetts does have a Democratic well, governor, so, so it could work for her. It could, it mm-hmm. could work. But again, Ooh, I, listen, we we know we also sending boxes to Betsy's house. Yes, the education. So all our education, because um, I think if we started throughout the day having these epiphanies, like. Betsy DeVos. You gotta go. She out. So Betsy DeVos has done a lot of damage. A tons of damage. Education. Oh. In, in, in so, so who are y'all thinking for education? I don't know. Education, I can see him really maybe. And, and this is the thing that I, I want people to also be very realistic. Because, you know, like we we be real quick to say this senator, that senator, this senator. You you got to think about it in the long run. And then I think what's amazing about it is, is be, the runoff is actually before they get sworn in and all of that other stuff. So then, you know, we can kind of look at this a little differently. But I can really maybe see him picking someone that is not known as as it pertains to us in that world of politics. Because think about it. You got Jill. That's an, a life life term, like a lifetime learn um, educator. So I could see him tapping to her to say, "Hey, what are some? Ed, you know, who are those those theorists? Who are those people?" And bringing somebody that you might not ever have. Somebody like oh. I'm, I'm so excited about the idea of. And then he talked about. He said, "Y'all know, I'm Jill's husband. I'm Jill's husband. Right centering. Right when centering. we talk about and, and that was so beautiful. Yeah, and I was like. That was an we see in love again in the White House, y'all. And Hill's outfit was her dress was beautiful. She, she was beautiful. she, she made calm. She came yeah. out like a calm app. Like the app, you know, you wanted to just see the field of flowers <laughs> and you just, 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> I think uh for education now, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I'm a, the education folks are was really divided on Arnie Duncan. Oh, I'm, I'm down for Arnie Duncan. Arnie. Everybody wasn't down for Arnie. I know he. I know a lot of people weren't down for Arnie because of the stuff that he did at Chicago. And I'm, and, and, not, and I'm not rooting for him. Arnie Duncan was a superintendent. And so I think if you go and get a major super, uh, superintendent, that could be an option. Or he might go get a policy person from one of these think tanks who, and let's, let's be clear, this could be a pullout from the California schools who have really been on the forefront of trying to push equity in education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh my gosh. Or, I, I would say, I, I don't know, that, that, that's, I think that's, I think that is definitely possible, but I also mm-hmm. think maybe possibly the new DC chancellor, who was the former superintendent mm-hmm. of Indianapolis schools and is a black man. Um, I think he, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but like he could probably, like it could be someone like him. I also think that if we're going to be thinking about think tanks, like I bet money that um, they are looking at the United Negro College Fund and how that 
think tank or how Dr. Lomax is having um, certain people in that sense when it comes to the, comes to education. But I do think that like I don't want Senator Warren to leave. I think wow. I would love for yeah. her to be the lioness of the Senate and to hold the fort down because we definitely need someone like her. But I do think that maybe her and Dr. Biden are probably going to be some of the more critical people who are going to be selected. It's going to be like Hillary Clinton and um, Hillary Clinton and when in the office of doing just work, doing that work. And I don't, but I don't, I don't, you know, and this is it for, for Warren. And it's probably, I don't know if Warren supporters, cause we got to think now four years and down the line. I, I think you gotta, you know, if, if, you say we say it's too soon, but we always have to play the long game. And Kamala was about the long game. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, where do we where is the progressive party lined up to help uh move an agenda forward? Right. AOC, AOC might be great in the Department of Education. New York's governor um could appoint uh a Democratic representative. Yeah, that could be uh, you know, to to happen, and I think it, it would. I think she would love to be over the EPA low key. Uh, I think that they, I think that they are going to shock us all. I think yeah. It's going to be so diverse. It's something we we haven't seen before. And it's going to be something where it's going to be people because like you like we already discussed. Like I we have those I hope this senator get it. I hope this person. But in a, in a way the way that this this election has rolled out, it kind of maybe put a wrench in a lot of plans because we can't afford to lose nobody. So I can really see them appointing people that literally have been doing the work for years. So business owners, I can see people have, that have been doing the work for years. So like, but I definitely see Pete Buttigieg just because Pete no more, longer a mayor. He is a normal citizen. He, he got time. He got time. He's a veteran. But you, but you also need national veterans. You need, you need yes, good for veteran affairs too, right? And if we're talking about moving the military forward and controversial at the same time, Pete might be it. Mm -hmm. at, at the other hand of that, um, you need someone yes who's done the work, but who can also stand up to national scrutiny. Yeah, so. Picking someone in these spot from from the major cities, not that it has to be, but you know these these mayors, uh, these elected officials, who's over these large, you know, and I'm just you know Indianapolis school district, these big ones. That's 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 Chicago schools, right? Moving I, <laughs> <laughs> New York schools. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> we have what about, about y'all thoughts though? Because I'm just curious. Because as we are leaving, as we are getting rid of Barbar, um, Attorney General Barbar, who do y'all think can be the leading? Val I think Val Demings. Val Demings is the. Is Val, Val Demings. You think so? Val Demings is the person who led the impeachment trial. She well, that, that she did. She's a former police chief of Orlando, Florida. If we're talking about someone who can be the top cop, Val Demings has right, been, not problematic, you know. So again, she, and it's going to be, you know, people that that's a that's a name that has you when we look at the honorable mention list of folks that who we look to, 
And something I just thought about, y'all, Fauci is safe. He is safe. Well, he, well, he may not have a job in the next 74 days, but he'll have another job. All right. He'll, he'll get something else. Like, you know, and, and if he wants to let him go, you know, JoJo already said Monday, I'm starting on this COVID situation on Monday. I, I what you heard. Okay. So he's not going to let Fauci go because at this point, I think, listen, I, and I think also too, and I'm not going to put it past him because Trump is a bo. I really think, and I think CNN said it earlier, he is not going to do anything for the next, I think they 74 days, 73 days. He is not going to do not a thing. You know why? Because now he is in his feelings. So he is not going to do, he's not going to be a president. It is going to be vacant. It's either that or the, or the opposite. Or the opposite. It's either that way or that way. Right. You know, when you say, leave the place like you found it. You about to tear some stuff up. Yeah. Trump is going to terrorize America for the next 74 days. Like he he going to be like y'all didn't pick me. I'll show you what happened when you didn't pick me. I don't like losing. I don't like that's what like you got to start thinking about when we say abusive people and that sort of stuff. You got to start thinking yeah. about what abusive people do when you start rejecting them. Uh, let me tell you the possibilities though that happened in in a little bit over 75 days right in 2008. When, when Obama and Bush worked together to, to give out the biggest stimulus package to the to the government to save, that's the possibility of what could happen. Now, if Trump want to save his name, we'll get the stimulus check. We'll get this We'll get this package in these last 75 days. I wouldn't be mine, but I wouldn't be upset a little stim stim. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, if he can, if 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 the Democrats and the Republicans could come together on a on a on a on a stimulus package for the for the economy in the next seventy some days, that would be well worth. That'd be it. great for Christmas because again, Christmas is what, like people are already tightening their purse string their their purse strings for the upcoming holidays. If if you haven't looked at these sales that are happening in Walmart and Target every weekend to replicate Black Friday, Look, then we should probably be able to do that. Even though I appreciate those sales because they they you know that KitchenAid stand mixer looks nice. Mm. What about do y'all think, <laughs> think that now let me ask y'all another question because I'm I'm just this is something and I've started being a nerd. I started being a nerd and kind of look at this when you're thinking about Biden's cabinet or but also do y'all think that he is going, he can, he's potentially going to try to pull the trigger of expanding these courts and, and, or trying to explore that or talking about these different things to be like bringing some stability or equality. I think he's going to hold his cards to close to until after January 5th. And I think early things are announced in January 5th then I think he's probably going to go off and say that because if he knows that if he has a 50-50 and the the deciding vote is his VP, then that's it. I, th that's it. So I don't think I would hope that they don't talk about it. And I'm and I know for a fact that media is going to probably pull that out and try to talk about it constantly. But I think, honestly, we need to start thinking about some of these folks and who they are and what they are, because, again, I don't understand why Dr. Ben Carson is the Secretary of HUD. Mm -hmm. They they have talked now, about that's the one that's the one that's like way you so know. He said, 
That's the one. Remember, because designated survivor. Get out. Get out. Get out. It was, he was over hood. I mean, public housing crisis in America is is crucial right now, and we need someone who understands it and has been on the ground for the Secretary of HUD. We need someone. I think for someone for the Secretary of HUD, even though I don't want her to lose her post, but I think Representative Katie Porter of Orange County. I love Katie Porter. I'm a Katie Porter stand with her whiteboard and her filth of everyone. I love Katie Porter. But I think that she would be amazing. Like, it'd be great to see her on the cabinet. And on Mm -hmm. top of that, we would know that Governor Newsom would probably replace her Mm. with with a Democrat. And I'm going to gag y'all real quick, though. I'm going to say, too, and y'all heard it here first, Biden is going to put a Republican in a cabinet seat. But other presidents you have been there too. Know yeah. that. And yeah. you know who's gonna be? You know who's gonna be? John Kasich. Yeah, we said that this morning. Look, look, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to replace some news. Look, John Kasich, John, John, I'll do you one know that's in I'll, I'll, do you, I'll do you one better. John Kasich and the current governor of Ohio, both might get offers to join the cabinet because the mm-hmm. the, governor, the current governor of Ohio, while he has been a supporter of Trump, has been really moderate. Now, I, I don't like some of his policies. He has been tougher on crime and tougher on sentences. He's really started to wage a, a war on drugs in Ohio. But Gretch, though. I want Big Gretch. I want. I don't want Big Gretch yet. I we want, want Big Gretch. <laughs> listen, she still got work to do in Michigan. Flint still ain't got good water. Like I need her to stay there. And I'm gonna tell y'all, Flint ain't the the legislature in Michigan ain't gonna let Flint have good water. It's gonna take an act of the federal government to finish the job there in Flint. It's not gonna happen from the Michigan government. It's not. Gonna happen. That, but I also think that when, if that if that is the case and that sort of stuff when looking at expanding the courts and stuff, that's why they're going to keep their cards close because I feel like that's probably something that's been fresh on their minds for a long time. But I'll say this. He did not mention the court in his mandate from the American people at all. I just want to point that out. He's left that off the, off the talking points. So, uh, but again, if they secure Georgia, the Senate there, if he's going to expand the court, he's got to do it quick. Like it has to happen quickly while he's got the Senate and he has the House. And while we're talking about the Senate, can we just just all agree? Chuck Schumer does not need to be the leader of the Senate Democrats. That's good, Chuck, but it's time for him to step. Time for him to step down. Put somebody else on there. I'm excited for I'm excited for the fresh faces on both sides of the aisle, Um, and and that hopefully. You know, that also is representative of how it will pay out. Yeah, we ain't got no new people. Yeah, we do. We, we got some new Republicans. Do yeah. we have new Democrats? We picked yeah, up one. Congressional members in the. Yeah, we got one uh, Democratic senator. Right, and down to the, some of the representatives. Yeah. We got Corey, the young lady from um, uh, Minnesota. Bush from Missouri. Missouri. Corey Bush, excuse me, from Missouri. You got the young lady that's non-binary from Oklahoma. That's in the state leg- legislator in Oklahoma. Oh, that was state. I thought she made it to the house. 
Mm-mm, that's the state legislature. I was excited. I was excited for her. That's state, but that's still good. That's Give her some time. <laughs> Give her yeah. some time. There Dang, that's it. But that's all right. She's gonna be good. She's gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna okay. be I'm excited. It's gonna be a whirlwind of just we're probably it's they're probably gonna present people that we're gonna be like, who that why? And that's fine. And I you know, and sometimes that's fine. I like plan. I think that the way they're gonna roll stuff out is gonna be so strategic. But once again, he's staying on to his message. The first priority is getting this virus in order. All of that other stuff can wait. We go, we go get it together. But our first priority is making sure this COVID virus gets in order. Right. Because here's, here's the thing I keep trying to understand what people miss. If nobody's alive, who are you leading? Because we all going to be dead because of Corona. So I'm wrong. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the truth, mm. you know, and, and that I have we have seen it. And now at this point in the year, you know, somebody that has had it mm. yeah. and you've yeah. seen all facets of the spectrum of it by now. Yeah. And it's like, come on, y'all. I think for me, it's just like and I think for a lot of us, not even that we've seen someone who's had it. We probably know someone or know someone of someone who has died from it. Mm. And, right. that, and, and, and I didn't want to put it out. That's why I said all spectrums of, of it or all sides. And I think, and that's why everyone is just at that point. Like, this is me. I don't care if you believe in science, if you don't believe in science, what have you, whatever. When you saw those trucks being used as coolers to put bodies in, you, you know, something ain't right. So, right. I think that the issue is, and, and like you said, Kiana, Kiana, about you've seen somebody in all spectrums. You've seen people that are asystematic, that are good, they're good and dandy. You've seen some that had their little issue, but they fine now. You've seen some that hit, kicked the butt. You've seen a lot of things, but the the common the we need to get this in order. This is not a Republican issue. This is not a Democratic a Democrat issue. But once again, like I said earlier, that the reason when this became a back burner issue when it was stated that this is only affecting um, on large scale minority populations. Mm-hmm. See, the issue is, is that now we're seeing that where, oh, it's not just affecting minority populations, it's affecting everybody. And mm-hmm. see, black folks is staying their behinds in the house for the most part. They're like, we're not about to rock with it. I ain't going out nowhere. I'm making a bubble. We keeping this bubble. If you go outside the bubble, you go be in the corner. But see, the thing is, is like he said, is this should be the priority. This needs to be priority. And if and if Trump is actually pretty smart and if he wants to go out with a bang, but also make it seem like he is the savior, he would literally flip a switch and say, let's look at this virus. Let's put some things in so he can say, well, I started it. And I did this. See, he's, not, he's dealing with his third pandemic, yeah. and, uh, and and this 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 man is so self consumed. He will spend the next seventy four days trying to litigate this election. It's about him, right? Winning. Because he ain't even said nothing about his chief of staff that just went down with it. And you had no words for the brother who been out defending you. No words for him. It's <laughs> like uh, what's his name? What's the black guy? Kane? Who died? Where's this visual? I don't understand. Godfather's piece. You ain't like no candle. 
You you didn't but say no word. You ain't send no tweet. You ain't even get a man a tweet. He wasn't even worthy of a tweet. Mm -hmm. But tonight, JoJo said black people. And again, and and, 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 Joe, and Joe Biden will not save us. He will not. I'm appreciative of it, but and, and we're gonna hold Joe accountable. Uh and, and I know Kamala is too. Um, but I, I think it does, it feels good to get your flowers today. I mean, black people being acknowledged, Kamala being acknowledged, and and and, and the, in, in South Asian, you know, yes, the yes. community. And he made sure he said that. He, he said he made sure South Asian woman. Woman. Yes, I, I, I love that. I love that. Did you see know? the video of the of his of her mother's village? Yes. For her, like they literally were at the Hindu temple. They have the signs of her. And I think and I think what's so important, and if y'all saw the little video that they shared on Twitter, that video was phenomenal, very graphic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And and I think what makes it so happy is so nice, and it makes it amazing because just as happy and thrilled black women are black people are the south asian population are, is just as happy i like and i think was was interesting like i was watching like little clips on youtube when she's like cooking and she's with that comedian actor mindy, or even mindy kaylin and it's just so funny mindy is funny when she says certain words and they like like oh you for real and she's like <laughs> what you thought this was a joke so and I, don't you just love it how you can have an, a, a cultural moment with somebody and both of y'all like oh oh you speak it like and I, then, I speak and it. then let me really right. get you all the difference it, look the difference is the difference between certain people that 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 celebrate their heritage and culture versus people that decline it is is that she's embracing that she's different she's embracing right. I'm a black woman and I'm an Indian Bobby woman. Bobby Unlike Nikki Haley, that's going to change her whole entire name and saying that she's from Clemson or Columbia when she's from darn Denmark. But see, that's that's neither here nor there. Whose dad is walks around. Listen, I'm still to this day will never forgive Nikki Haley because her name is first of all not even. Still mad. her culture to the Republican Party. And, right. I, and it's so terrible. Not even just her, but Bobby Jindal. Like, y'all had- We can't forget Bobby. Thank you for bringing up Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal what he did to Louisiana because the homeboy who came in, we was like, yo, we got to cancel Louisiana football. We don't pay these bills. So y'all need to make sure this passes. Louisiana canceled Bobby Jindal. Yep. Louisiana canceled him and said, brother, you, you done. So appreciate y'all. I would, I would just say this, if you've got to if you've got to lose who you are to get to where you are, it's, it's, not worth it. it's not worth it. it, ain't worth it. Nikki Haley changed her name to Nikki, and I think her real name is like something. But then the thing is, and I think what's so sad about it is because you know there was a time, and I'm I'll be I would admit it as problematic as I thought Nikki. Well, not even really problematic, just because she don't really do nothing. I actually was saying, you know what? She gonna have a very bright future. And she does. And she Nevada, does. Nikki, I can't say her her first her Indian last name. She has a very she has a very very bright future. But the thing that I think is so disheartening is because not one time 
Do you see her with, like, show her parents? Not one time do you see her celebrate her culture. But what she does is she only celebrates her family as it is now. Because why, that her children are more on the lighter skin tone that can pass. And I just think it's such a missed opportunity because, once again, as you have Kamala using this platform to say Black women, South Asian women, you could have that same exact platform. However, you want to not hide that because you're- Let me, let me give you Nikki Haley's strategy because the, this sister, and I'm going to call her a sister, is she has been smart. Now, she has aligned with Trump on some things. Mm -hmm. She took these last two years to try to distance herself she did not buy into all of it. She didn't write. She didn't buy into all of his rhetoric. She has a little bit of clout with black folks in South Carolina. We're not even gonna say that because black folks in South Carolina don't like her. They don't. They don't like her, but they will work with her. Hmm. And let me tell you that the 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 HBCUs in South Carolina work with her. And 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 I, and, and I'm gonna spill all the tea. South Carolina State will work with her. Because they remember the conversation that she had when it came to when when it came to funding. I'm just saying. Well, we needed money, so you know we gonna kiss somebody ass for some coin. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: Jim Clyburn told her what she was gonna do and how she was gonna move on. That I was feel like that. I feel like Jim Clyburn is probably very. I mean, I I want to call him the master splinter of this whole entire stuff because he be going around telling folks, look. Or, or like, who's the doc, who's the um the person, the character for Doctor Strange who was like telling everybody what to do? Uh -huh. Tend to Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah, you're right. I see you. Yeah, but just, the one, the one. <laughs> it's just something to that level where I'm like, you're seeing this stuff, and I think also on top of that because like we, I think I saw someone posted. I either it was you, Deshaun, or Antonio, where I was like, where's Maxine Waters? I was like, she's probably crying right now. Oh, she posted. She sent her tweet. Maxine got to keep her her role uh, on the um, on the committee that she's over. She got to, she got to retain that, you know, because mm -hmm. it was one of the oversight committees. We we need she's over the finance. I think it's the finance. Yes, finance. Yeah, mm -hmm. big okay. banks. You know, Maxine calling the people to the carpet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just I'm just so thankful. I think that this. This was just a moment, and I think that this was around the same time with when when Obama got elected was because you know um, Hurricane Katrina devastated like the whole city of New Orleans, and I think after this moment, like when he got elected, everybody was just so hopeful, and and even though we knew we knew he was gonna deal with BS, we already knew this. We knew his family was. We knew that they was gonna persecute him no matter what. But at the end of the day, we was like, you know what? God would not put you in this situation if he knew you was not able to handle it. So even what Kamala is, is that we already, like, Black folks is this. Right now, we we like, thank you, God. We are all, we feel light. I went out, got my dinner. I was sitting outside. I was like, I don't need no mask. I'm good. I was just felt so, but then I put it back on because I was scared. <laughs> but, you know, we, I was felt so light. And, and But see, the thing is, it's like tomorrow, I already know, and I got my mind prepared, and I already said it. Any forms of disrespect, you getting blocked, you getting unfriended because we not gonna have that. And we already know Fox News is gonna say something crazy, but then she already knows and she already knows that she's like, I'm gonna be strong because I have to be strong for a people more than one people. And Michelle said that that framework and has been able to unpack that with her podcast. Yeah. You know, and, and so, and that's what, that's where my fear comes in is because like we've talked about 45, his ability to tweet 
for four years unrelentlessly. Mm. I she gave permission and clearance for Americans to be their ugliest selves. Mm. You know, and so and to give them not only internet courage, but uh, some in-person courage. Mm. And what I need to have happen for us is that Kamala must be protected. At and black women need to be protected. Yeah. She's Asian from Africa. And we have been ringing the alarm for a long time about protecting black women. And she if needs to have done it before. Costs. This is the time to do that now. Protected yeah. at all costs. And I and that means for black men, because my thing is black men are the most problematic about their sayings because the first thing they would say is why she's married to a white man or not a black man. She people saying, like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing she's not black when it's like her daddy is Jamaican, he is black, his maha mom is South Asian. She is a she is these two things, and it so, like you said, it, it's important for us to protect black women, but it's more important for black men, but then also black women, because black women can get in their bags as well. Us as black people need to start protecting our own. More than anything, and more than anything, Kamala knows who she is. She knows and who she is. Know, and that's the most important. She knows who she is. And I think that, that when you have that knowledge, you go into it with perspective. Michelle Obama, she knew she, who she was. So she already knew that for the next four, eight years that she is going to have to be Michelle Obama, not Shelly Shell. She already knew this. And, and, and so we already know Kamala is what she's been showing us. That is her. And, and it's good because we ain't seen Mala. Mm -hmm. we ain't and she's been on a different side. She was on a, been on a different side of the yard than Michelle was. Right. You know, because she has been in the room and yeah, she's been yeah. playing the game. This has been a long game, you know, all along. You know, so she's coming in definitely right, definitely strong, confident, ready. Which, handle, which is always problematic. You right, right. Right. To handle all of all of it. You know, and I think those who now because we are we are getting our energy because we're coming through. And for those of, okay, this is our go time. This, if we are going to take advantage of the time, this is the time to take advantage of it. And we have to be protected to be able to do our business along the way. Like yeah. that's going to be so key and so important. And I think to that point about talking about Kamala, um, Madam, Madam VP Harris and her husband, I think the thing is like- and gentlemen. The, or yeah, the second dude, the second dude, yeah. I just think that uh, it's important to talk about. Yeah, he's white, but do you see how much he loves her? And, and he how deniably, like it, it's like the way you can tell and that he, he her. adores her. He one more right. time, he, he protects her. her. I still remember that video when, um, when what was her name, Jean. Jean Pierre, yeah, good old John, Jean, good old auntie. Jumped, she, whoa, whoa, and then that. What did Doug do? Uh, wait a minute, bro. This is my wife, and and I love the fact that his children call her mom, Mamala. Mama. This is so. It's so. Listen, can we talk about the one black moment though that happened on stage? I, I was like that. I don't know if y'all caught it, and I was like, it don't matter. 
we gonna run and ask questions later. It don't matter where we at, even <laughs> when that fireworks popped off. Mm-hmm. Did you see her? Because they weren't expecting. <laughs> did you see her? that moment and how much and how and how the frame of mind that she's now had to transition into. That people that. She said she was like this. Because, you know, we have that internal alarm. We're going to run and ask questions later. And I died because, because you know, and that's something to be scared. And it's crazy because folks in the world have been given the clearance to do whatever the hell they want. The first thing I said was, this was me. When she, when she was standing there and then she positioned herself over there. And then it was so funny because Joe was like, Come to the middle. She looked at her. I looked. But, like, did you, but there was there's no blockage there. And, and, you just, I, and you this know, was me. Uh, the uh, secret uh, service are close. They they gave. I would just. I would say. I remember in 08, they gave Obama a whole lot more room on that platform yes. than they gave them tonight. Yes. So that even, protect them. Protect them. Please I do. Yeah, protect them. But I think also like not even just protecting black women and that sort of stuff. I think that there's a lot of people who need to be protected. Like we need to start talking about the native folks who came out in droves. Like the reason why Biden was a Biden and Harris were able to come up was because the Navajo nation literally was like, they had to put out a plea to people like, yo, they're taking away our, our our polling site, and we need help. What what needs to happen? We need to in these upcoming four years. I need the following things to happen. I need the U.S. Virgin Islands to become a, a state. I need Hawaii. No, Hawaii is a state. Hawaii is a state. Hawaii Hawaii is a state. state. Okay. I need D.C. It's a we state. We got those electoral votes. Listen, I, but I'm, I just need these things to start looking a little differently. Because, and then especially, I need because we don't talk about that enough. Like you just brought up. We need to recognize and honor our Native American brothers and sisters. My thing is, is that when you do your history and, and Letitia, you know, when you do your history and you see where they were to where they are now, it is appalling. And the thing is, is that we need to start seeing these safeguards to preserve them and to make sure that they get the respect that they need. Do they need representation? Yes, they darn well do. Yes, they have some as far as people that ran. However, there needs to literally be a one-off. Just like like, like the U.S. Virgin Islands. It needs to be a one-off because that is just so important. The Virgin Islands. Puerto Rico. Rico, That's what I was just going to say. Puerto Rico. Stop. America, and Guam. Yeah, yeah, all these places metrics the need to be out, so why not give them a voice? But I also think to that point, though, like when you're thinking about that, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. So, the thing about it is why I know so much about Native American stuff is that my family is Muskogee Creek, like my great great my great 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 grandfather Thomas Adams. I'll send the link in the group, was a chief. And was a chief of the Muskogee Creek um, Muskogee Creek Nation, and was a lawyer. Was a lot of things. And so, like, what I think that probably needs to happen is, especially for the fact that we need it. We always talk about the Cherokee Nation, and this could be another talk because it is Native American History Month. Um, that's what November is. I with Will McMahon killer because that was the thing about the twenty dollar bill. Because that's the first thing I want is I was like, I want Harry Tubman on the twenty dollar bill, like. 
Can we talk that, talk about that? I don't yeah, think yeah, it's here. gonna happen a long time ago, but then you had Trumpy Umpy getting all mad and he messed up our production. It was supposed to happen already. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I've been thinking about who would be our Secretary of Treasury mm-hmm. because it's I don't. Going, it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. It's going to be. And then I'm so sorry, side note, and what I need to happen too, because people disrespectful, I need that official portrait of Michelle and Barack to, to be on this to, to come on out because the, the disrespect that it's should, not gonna come out, it's not gonna it's not gonna hang in a Trump White House. No, and it's but not I'm gonna hang in a Trump, it will hang January 21st. January 21st is probably going to happen. I think not even January 21st. I think it's January Where is it right now? Nowhere. Nowhere. never did it. They they broke tradition in not doing the unveiling for Trump and Michelle Obama. Why would Obama want his his picture to happen? Michelle Michelle was like, you know, she didn't want the gift when they first showed up to the house. Did you see how she passed that gift along to her assistant from day one? It was just a blatant disrespect for me. It was it was it's been the continued disrespect for me. <laughs> Somebody throw something else in there. <laughs> um, to Adriana's point, you know, I don't like I think before we even thought talk about who's gonna be on this cabinet, they are going to wait to see what's gonna happen what happens in Georgia. Yeah. That's happening until Georgia comes. If you in Georgia, the folks in Georgia, if you didn't vote in this last election, you have time now to register. You can redeem yourself. You you have time to register as a Georgia as a Georgia citizen. You also have time in December to vote early for the January 5th runoff election. My mom's getting her ballot soon because I already sat there and was like, Georgia, don't y'all sit at home. Get out. That we talked this morning about the grassroots organizing that has mm-hmm. to occur. You do not have to wait until January fifth when when that information comes out. Even if you ain't voted no time before, this these Senate races were both again. There were four candidates in one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if there were not four, there would have been a Senate. winner. Yeah, it would have been a, a winner, and hopefully it would have went Democratic. That's the hope. But for whatever it is. Um, Georgians, if y'all come on out now for this, we can take back the Senate. Now, now, Georgia, we were depending on y'all for this. Really, but quick. The spotlight is really on y'all right now. And they can, they can stay. And think we talked about Nevada. Listen, but they, you know what I think though? I think that they are running on a high because they, they. I, I think what was so impactful about this Georgia turning blue, if if it didn't turn blue, it would have been a deterrent. Because people have been like, dang, still it's not good enough. I think when they realize that, so you trying to tell me it's it came down to Cobb and Fulton? So that's when they're like, so we actually can make a difference. Listen, when I think, and when and I saw the little video by Stacey Abrams, these two, John Ossoff, I don't really know. I'm always a little- he's not my he's not my cup of tea, but he's better than Purdue. However, um Reverend Warnick. Ooh. He's about to. He gonna be a. He. I'm gonna claim it because he from from Martin Luther King's church. Let's let's send to him one more time. Do, go give us a breakdown, Antonio. Uh, he, Martin Luther Ebenezer from Ebenezer, right? So we're talking about carrying the. And I think he been. He's he's you know he's from good stock. Mm. You know you care. You right. Like every candidate has to have. You've got the right credentials. You're carrying kings. 
legacy from Ebenezer with you. Um, I think for um, to Adriana's point, if Biden is thinking, I think when you think about the state of Massachusetts, Massachusetts is heavily blue and Kennedy country kind of mm. still. Um, them folks are going to tell that governor what they who they want. And, and I'm so surprised that a, that Kennedy, that young man, wasn't he running for? Didn't yeah. he? Run? He didn't have it. He don't have. He, the, got, it. he ain't got the genesis. He, 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 he ain't got the Kennedy spark. He ain't got the Kennedy spark. He ain't got that. Not let him cook a little while longer. Let him cook. He's good for the local state level. Let him cook a little while longer. He's not ready for. He's not ready. We'll see somebody come from. We'll see somebody rise. I mean, you know, the thing about is that we still got Carolyn Kennedy, who's probably just enjoying retirement and not being in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, she might come out of the let, let me let me throw something controversial out here. That what ahead, we, I knew you was about to go there. Go ahead, Antonio. Is Andrew Gillum coming back? You know, he They saying you looked, you looked, and never came. <laughs> You saw what I did. You got to do that. Mm. Listen, so he been doing, he did his little interview, but I, another, I'll give him a partial honorable mention. No. Because he, he was doing a little work. You no. know, he, he's been doing his penance. I think, I think he's been doing his little part. Go ahead, go ahead, Go ahead, Letitia. I think he needs to take his time. Like, yes, you you did your thing, you did your interview, you did all those things, but I think that is um I, mm. I, I don't think he's I don't think just, just go, ready. go ahead and say go ahead and already. You know, Listen, we, we, I we think I even a respectful so, pause. We, and also too, we gonna be very honest in the fact and with our statement right now. We gonna be very honest. I'm so sorry someone was calling me. And and I think that we need to be very honest with the people because you know why this is the deep end. We need to be honest with the wade wade in wade in the man. So you know, I think, and I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very transparent. When Andrew Gillum was running for governor, I supported Andrew Gillum running for governor because he was running against a person that I thought was a fool, that was a clown, that was not prepared. Also, too, like many other black people, I was rooting for him because he was a black man trying to make history. How, oh, however, he was not ready to run for governor because mentally he wasn't there. Mm. He should have stayed in Tallahassee doing the mayoral work that he was doing because he was doing a good job. He should have waited. But as they say, when the time comes, you just put your hand in, hand in the cap. Andrew Gillum mentally, physically, and emotionally is still not there. He's not there. And what, what he's smart about and the work that he's doing right now, slow and steady. He needs need to continue on that because, see, the way that his look, because he hired Olivia Pope's team, because the way that they did this little tour, it was very strategic. Went to rehab, did some prayers, staying with my wife. I'm acknowledging this. I'm going to be this. I am that. Very, very strategic. However, from this point forward, he needs to be very careful what he does because at the end of the day, what a lot of people are not going to like was one, you stepped out on your wife. Well, hold on, hold on, because we're going to uh, wait in there. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. We are in the group. We are in the group. 
We are we are in the deep end all the way now. So let's go ahead and spill turn the cup all the way over. Yeah, oh, it was oh the cup was about to get spilled. Oh, okay, okay. The people in Florida. The cup was coming. The cup was coming, Antonio. Okay, the people in Florida. Let them pour. Let them pour. Let them pour. No finish. He was going there. Okay. Oh, you know I was gonna bring it there. He was going there. Let him pour. Let him pour. Let me be real. You stepped out on your wife. Uh-huh. Did he? I'm not done. I'm pouring it in a way that it needs to be poured. So people Okay, can okay. Let him mix the drink. Let okay. him come on, come on, on, come on. Okay. You stepped out on your wife. Uh -huh. I, I don't like. I don't yeah, like your phrase. Yeah, I take yeah. issue with it. I take issue with it. You were, you, you, you were, you allegedly stepped Wait, on your you word. You he still gets in the drink. Let him, let him pour. Yeah, let them know. Let them let know. Why, especially why he wide awake. He is wide awake right now. Let let him know. Know. <laughs> know. Look, I'm about to take the dog out, and then after I take him out, we're going to bed. <laughs> so he stepped out on his wife allegedly. Um, around in this hotel room with some day allegedly, um, and now he is allegedly bisexual. So my thing is, he they did a very good job with painting this picture. However, at the end of the day, people are not going to forget the images in which they saw. So our question to him would be, how are you going to change? This image because it's going to forever stay with you because at the end of the day you are you're in Florida you're a black gay man because you can say bisexual all you want you're, you're gay. Now, I don't want to do. Hold on, now I'm not going to do bi bisexual erasure. I'm leaving. Bye. We won't do bisexual erasure on here. We won't. No, 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 no. Let me be clear. Let me be clear to do it. Well, but let me be clear to the um. Let me be clear to the viewers, and I, I'm not saying by no means. Am I not? I'm saying that your sexual orientation should be debunked. It should be analyzed or scrutinized. I, what I'm saying is, in the eyes of the black community, am I wrong? Am I going there? In the eyes of the black community, if you are anything other than straight that means having a heterosexual relationship you so are you, this gen you are viewed as incorrect and wrong so what he is going to have to do is because florida is a retirement state they have a great population of older democrats older republicans they have students but not as abundant as they should he is going to have a lot of work rebuilding his image as the family man that people like to see with black people. Now he could pull a Mitt Romney and leave. Well, he can't. Oh, he can, but regardless of where he goes. He ain't gonna do that. They is too young and too built in the community. They ain't never gonna leave. That the, the, people, the people down in Florida know Andrew Gillum. Ooh. And, and the LGBT community has always known Andrew Gillum to be a friend. Uh, and so- I don't like how you did that. <laughs> I, don't I like said what I said. 
Okay. Look, I don't because, like how you said that. <laughs> because, okay, because because the people the people said Andrew don't like it either. Look at him. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The people have always known Andrew to be a friend of the community. They've always known Andrew. They've always supported him, much like other folks. So um, I'm. I'm not. Um, I don't think, in my mind, mm -hmm. I don't think he stepped out on his wife. I think he and his wife knew fully who he was, who he is, what he was capable of doing. Are you trying to say they have an agreement? They might have an agreement. There are a yeah, lot of people. You know, you know, this is this is the thing. This is the thing. I I think people have to get away from this pristine image of monogamy. What they do in their bedroom, right? The 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 marriage bed is undefined. So what whatever the two of them had an agreement on or whatever they like, right? That that people only want to have. Let's let's go there. That they only want to have sex with their partner for the rest of their life. That that they don't have other desires sexually. That that might be. I'm just saying. And you I say, mean, no way. Brad, Brad, you gotta go. Not not not, to, not to rub it off. Not to to go. Brad, back go. To go. go. Piggyback off that. Ruby D and Aussie Davis, who are considered in the black community one of the power couples that lasted forever. They even had a moment in time where they were like, you know what? I don't like you that much. You can go see other. We can go see other people, but we still stay married. It's just, it's just nobody else's business what the agreement right. they had. Right. I, I take issue, and and again, right? It's politics. What do you respond to? What do you let wash over? Right? Like you know, once you get on the defense, you can't, you never get off. So, and I, I like, like well, and, and right, and it comes down to the court of public opinion, if you will. Yes. In turn, when it comes to politics, who gets redemption? And who doesn't? Right. Oh, and sadly, and sadly and black. I would say that he has the capacity for redemption. I do too. He's already on on track. I think he is on track for it, but I don't think I don't want it to be quick. I want it to be. If I'm going to see a mayor, a black mayor at that, maybe the mayor of Birmingham or the mayor of Stockton, California, who's already started implementing these, like you know. Let me ask this question. Let me challenge it. Why can't it be quick? We have, you know, and that's just the thing. Why? Let's answer that question. Why can it not be quick? It can't you know, be because quick. of white supremacy. White supremacy. It can't be quick because once I'm sad, sad, because sadly, black people are not giving grace to make mistakes. No, they're yeah. not giving grace. So, for example, his that whole situation, if it was somebody else, it would have been it. Please, people wouldn't have cared. We wouldn't. I mean, have Listen, let's just think about it. He was literally in, in like you said, Charlie Sheen. But listen, if y'all don't remember, do y'all remember like the the when when Andrew popped up on the scene, everybody was like, Oh my god, this is the next best thing. This is Obama, this is this person, this is that person. So it was literally the image it was, was the smooth skin and the smile. He was there, he, and he was smart. He was the H. I think he went to an HBCU too. He was an HBCU. Went he went to FAMU. He was just everything. So my thing is, black people are not allowed to make those same mistakes. So, like you just said, the mayor of um um the which Birmingham, was, Alabama, and the mayor of Stockton, California. Perfect. They are here. It's like the hype is there. But however, once again, once you are here. You can't go nowhere else. And you can't be fast. It can't be fast. campaign on Andrew Gillum. You know, I think, I'm but no, and I, I do want Andrew Gillum 
because I actually like it. I, I, it's not that I don't like him. I think I think Andrew Gillum politically is one of those folks who's really great. However, yeah, I, when I that I want someone like I want it to be something. I want it to be, and when I say slow, I don't mean like. like I just want him to take five it. Five six months from now, maybe we can start seeing you. I need yeah. them to heal. I need yeah. them to heal. And I think to the point about like when we say think about white folks, we can name numerous of actors, actor, white actors who had numerous of second chances. I.e., I love him, but Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. Everybody knows him as Tony Stark, but nobody knows the fact that that man went to rehab however many times he did in the early 2000s. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We, we know, know that. We like, know. We know. We know. And this is what I, this is what I'm saying. How how. And I, I'm not trying to escape it, but I'm just saying, how do we normalize that people struggle and can leave at the same it, time? It, it takes, it's, and That's it's, a good question. It's not good. It's not good to put up a double standard. It's not oh, good. I don't, no, 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 no. I'm you not, know, I'm not saying you are, but what I'm saying I, is that black. I mean, we've people been, we've been, dealing, we've been wrestling with that question since Hillary. Black and, people are uh, not here. Yeah, right. and, I mean, and that's part of why. I mean, she still got nicks and dings through her um her rise because she stayed with them. Listen, you know, black she, people are not given once again grace. But they I are not given to show. We wait. I'm I'm saying it like it's not me. Yeah, I am, and I'm just gonna be transparent. I am not given the great. It, this is at work. Mm-hmm. Being the only black male working in a in a in a department. That is predominantly white. That house a bunch of black athletes. We are not given the opportunity to have a bad day. We are not given the opportunity to show vulnerability. We are not here able to show being hard on other black people because when we do it, it's always viewed as bad. So for example, I'm not like Andrew Gillum, the conversation should not be what he did. We should be saying to ourselves, what drove him to get there? And that's let's find that trauma. And, and that's the part of the question because if anybody else, if this was mental health and we yeah. found him in a, in a compromised position, we'd be saying, and if he was a different race, yeah. we'd be saying, oh, this brother needs help. Yeah. He needs help. What happened to helping folks who were on drugs? And and, okay. and that's something to the level of like, when we think about the history of stuff, Cookie G, I, I got you on this. But when we think about the stuff of Lady Bird Johnson and um, Gerald Ford's wife, the first first lady of um, of the United States, when he was, when he was president, their biggest thing was about drug rehab because late because like first lady ford she was she was an addict and i think that the betsy ford betsy ford initiative like that mm-hmm. stuff is there so like i don't think when we talk about this stuff and to that point antonio i think america there's a lot of things that america needs to be doing yes like, america needs to go see like America as a whole needs to go be We all need to sit with Ayana. Don't fix no lives, Van Zandt. I, 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 I would say this: people, <laughs> people need to address the struggles of their life. But I also believe we need to, and there may not be a moment of reconciling for everybody. And I agree with it. But I, I think for leaders, you know, and and a part of what I do, you know, for folks who just tune in, you know, coaching people, leadership coaching. They talk about the struggles that they have. And so there are many leaders who struggle with a variety of things and still carry the weight of whatever their position is and, and, and live, in, live in fear 
that what would happen as you were saying, and I and I don't think that the vulnerability issue rests solely on African Americans. I think it's it's very um, it's very present on our minds because that's a part of our experience. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of people, and let's let's take it this for a lot of women, being a single mother in a leadership position is oftentimes a conversation that they contend with, right? Because the moment that a woman feels like her she puts her kids before her job, she feels. She feels like her job is threatened. I mean, I mean, not even just that, but but Zola St. John, she's like a seat. She is amazing at everything, and she got sick. And I remember she talked on her. Um, I think she was talking with Lovey Ajayi, and she was saying they were talking about how like she was sick, like not just like I like I'm I have COVID, like I think I have the flu. I don't feel good and that sort of stuff. And she waited to the very last minute to call her supervisor to say, hey, this and this and supervisor was like, oh, take the week. Yeah. And she, I, like, I, and she I, just didn't think about it like that. I throw it in there with that whole conversation of it's a space. We ain't gonna solve the world, we ain't gonna solve it today. I, I just feel like, yeah. It's, it's we a, have we have 74 days to solve 74 more days. And I just think that that's a that's a that is a good also a nice topic to talk about is like why can't black people or people of color just show those moments of weakness or or vulnerability and I think really it's just because we already are perceived to have all of these other strikes against us we do not want to show just another one. And and it's so bad that once again, the issue should not be the issue should not be where we found Andrew Gillum or what he did or how he did it. We need to be asking ourselves the question of he get what, here? what trauma were you going through that caused you to get there? Even though we don't ask why questions, but what is the trauma behind that? But once again, like I just said, we view ourselves, and this is how we do it at work. This is how we show up when we talk to our students. This is how we show up when we talk to our colleagues. We cannot afford to have a moment of vulnerability because we already have perceived vulnerabilities already. Black male, white, um, black man, black woman, or you're this, or you're that. So we're not trying to add one more thing to that pot. To I think to that point about the vulnerability part, is that because like I know for a fact like I'm going I don't show my vulnerability to everyone because I don't believe that everyone deserves to be around me when I have my vulnerability. Mm. That that's the thing. Like, and it's one of those things because I'm very much like when I emote, like everybody you gonna owe, feel. you owe people truth. You don't like, owe you transparency. Like I don't owe people. Yeah, exactly. And that's Ooh, I like that. That should be a you shirt. Owe, you owe you owe them truth. You don't right. owe them transparency. Everybody. That's something that my therapist and I talked about. She said straight up, she was like, she was like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't think I, be- I don't believe I I work. I work at a real, I work at one of the largest housing operations in the country. And on top of that, I'm on one of the few, I'm on, I'm on one of the only black teams in that, within that operations. And so I know that my supervisor and I, they, my supervisors um, would both say straight up, they'll be like this. Letitia shows her vulnerability around me because she trusts me. And she trusts me to help her, like to keep that keep that between us. But I'm not going to show it to someone who I just randomly met because right. that's not you, my you, that's you not don't point, any, and I don't have to. We, you don't have any coins in the bank with me. Right. You have no no built up trust. With right. Me. So I think so it's just something to that level where it's like 
this idea, and I think maybe this is something that we probably should be talking about about higher. I think in education in general, because I think uh, come on, Shonda, this is something to the level where it's like we're expected to be like, oh, we're supposed to be this vulnerable person, and it's like, no, I don't. I don't. Know, I, don't I, I, I think I struggle as I as I continue because some of the things we've talked about, we've talked about them in generalities, and and maybe it's my my boldness and and not caring. Maybe it's a little bit of positionality that has come along with it too. But I I don't often show up to the space thinking about being the only black person in the room. Yeah, I agree. And, and and I just and I and I think this is what I'm gonna pull it back to what Kamala said tonight. You can't be hindered by by that bur I can't I can't walk into a room and fully lead and carry the burden that I can't show up in a way that I need to. I, and I think about um, when I start talking to people and in, in this and in my own approach, you've got to know that you have the right to take up space. Yes. And that you have the right to be imperfect. Right. And you have the right, and to, you have the right to make mistakes. And I'm not going to carry it. I will tell you now, I make a whole lot of mistakes. But right. what I cannot carry every day is that I made this mistake and that I made black folks look bad. Yeah, but not even myself look bad. But I'm I'm pulling it back to that conversation because we talked about you know all of those and, and when I think about Kamala leading and we talked about this morning and the grace she she cannot walk into this thing mm. trying to be everything to all black people trying Amen. to be everything to all yeah. people trying to be everything to every woman you gotta be everything to herself Right. She has to go into this this space unhindered. And, and so I, I wonder how do we move beyond the space of always caring? Because I, don't well, think, because I think it's a, it's not even just about always caring, because like they said, we're like you're an athlete, right? Like you're not gonna win every race as much as you want to. I did and did and did. No, I mean, wait. Look, where my mama on here? Follow <laughs> me up, Dina. Look, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Right. Like, put up the trophies. Put up I'm the just trophies. saying to the point of when we talk about this, and I think this is why I think these last these last two years here at Penn, where I'm at currently. I've been able just to soar. It's like I started wearing my hair wrapped up. I was like, "What you gonna do? Like, see, you do you see some of these people on their split ends, and you talking about me wearing a head wrap? Shut up! I look better than everyone in this office. Be quiet." And I would like. I remember when my super. I think the day I didn't wear a head wrap, my supervisor came up to me and was like, "You okay, sis?" I want people to do this. I want a lot of people, and we talk about work environments, and and I think it's two for for Kamala. I want more people to understand. Uh, uh, employment law. And mm -hmm. the more you understand employment law, I'm just yeah. giving you this, I think it will build your confidence in how you show up in the workplace. It may not mean, you know, that you will win every battle. It may not mean people still don't look at you differently. But when people do treat you differently, the law is on your side. Right. So in, and in some instances, and so I, and, and you may not have, and what you need to do is give yourself the ability to have choices, mm. whether or not you show up in one way or another, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's so important for like my grandmother, before she passed, she said to me, saying no to others is saying yes to yourself. 
And and I think that those words are so important. Like, do you see how we do on this on the deep end? We roll from politics, then we go and we bring it back around. And and I think that is just so important. Listen, I love how we did it because listen, this is this is full circle. But I gave you a sermonette this morning. Uh But saying no to others is saying yes to yourself because in this moment, and then we kind of and then and then going back to what Kamala said, I may be the first. But I'm not going to be the last, and and it, and I think it holds true. Like when you go back to work and you say these questions of like, for me, if y'all know me, I am authentic. I think Kiana and Antonio, y'all have y'all met me when I first started off in this field, and this was me. What's and, have, and you know what? And this is what I love. This is what I love. You know spaces that ain't gonna fit your energy. And, and this is me, and I know that. But then you know what is fine. You know what is with me. This is me. That's okay. And and I think when I got to work, like when I started my job here, I was this was me authentically me. My my supervisor, I was probably the first black young man she and I was okay with that. And we just hired another black guy and I think my my home my sister Judy girl said to the guy was like, "You know what? You're going to have such a better time here because Dashan was so authentic in himself where anything now for you is going to be normal." And I think that with Kamala She's going to have her up. She's going to have her downs. But like she said, I may be the first. I'm not going to be the last. So she's going to be able to just say, you know what? I'm going to make mistakes and I'm not going to appease everybody. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know my values. I know my truths. And what I'm going to do is put that forth to the American people. Now, you can take it or you can leave it. But at the end of the day, I am going to do me. And what I think is right for me in this country, along with this man, and we're going to put this thing together and we're going to put it out there. We're going to reach across the aisle as we need to. But if you don't reach back, guess what are you going to do? That's all right. Let me keep going. So to speak to, you know, Antonio, what you said that you don't think about, I show up to the space and I'm the only black person in the room. I think for us, because I also recognize we sit in a unique bubble, bubble of being having privilege of yes. being college educated. And when you get to that level, you have been in that space probably your whole life. Like mm-hmm. we've been in, we've been, you know, when you hear Kamala talk about her being that little girl, and that that's one of the sound bites that, that they were in bridge of <laughs> Her when they were back going back to the debates of being bust, right? Yeah. We all had our busting experience, mm. you know? and so we are look, cross the theory of racial that don't play that, right? So we're desensitized to the thought of that. So to that now, and here's why we are desensitized that because we've had so many of those experiences, and then two, we're so hungry, we're mm. hungry, we're ambitious. And we're trying to get to the top. Like we understand what it means to run. And so, and to get to the seats and knowing that we got to go all the hurdles and the things that we have to jump through. It's, I feel like for me, it's the, it's an afterthought. Like I've done all the things. And then I have these aha moments where I just might be sitting in class or sitting in, in a space. And I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm not thinking about it consciously in the moment. I'm thinking about the opportunity and securing the bag. Man, and even when I get there, I have the moment 
right? And yeah. that's where the panic falls in. And we have to ask ourselves the question and continue to ask that question each and every day. What would what could I be doing more or differently if I wasn't afraid? Mm. And that's, that's we talked about that. Come on, I know where you're going with this, Kiana. I know where you're going, and I'm, and I'm there. Let's pull it in. You I know you're like at. I know you're at. You my face like this. Hold on. Let me 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 go back because I want to make sure folks clarify. I want to make sure they understand when yeah, I, and, and I love what you said, Kiana. I don't go into the space thinking about it. I go in and I recognize it, but I can't be hindered by it because my mission is always creating more space at the table. And when that's your purpose, you always, when I first met you. Michelle Obama said it. Yeah, when I first met you, when I came to Michigan State for that internship. Michelle, and Michelle, Michelle Obama said it best. Michelle Obama said it best. She said, I have sat at some of the most powerful tables across this country, across this world. And guess what? They are not that smart. And listen, I, listen, I, I, I sit at some tables and people say some very smart things. People say some very things that's 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 not there. I will take note of <laughs> that's that. That's how you say dumb. You say it's not there. <laughs> ah, I love that. And, and so, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a master of words. I try to practice it, you know, a, a lot. <laughs> but I, I but I will say this when you're per, because a lot of us and I'm I'm a wade into the deep end folks of color we walk into spaces where we're the only and we and we focus on I'm the only one in the space and you lose sight of your mission at the table because you are hindered by occupying being the only person of your race or your gender but I'm gonna tell you you got to get into these when I see some women working it in rooms and they're the only ones in there by themselves. Sis, I'm gonna work with you. Okay, I'm your hype man. I'm your hype man. Right, because right. Antonio, what you're saying, like we get so distracted, right? Because you know, and, and you gotta put. That's when you push out the noise because and and you can't get distracted because for those high achieving, hungry, you know, we like I said, we trying to secure the bag. We ain't thinking about that because our parents. Have been putting us in those spaces, and then if it wasn't our parents yes, guarding something different that I got to get off the block. Yeah, Mike, because like that's the thing about that is like when you think about those kind of things, like again, I think about I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Girl, I don't, I don't know what that I don't is. nobody know about no boy. And you know what? Nobody knows about what that is. I'm from Wichita, Kansas, and I know that the neighborhood that I grew up at, like my mom. She's just like, now that my mom's with me, she's just like, I'm just in awe on what you do. Like, holy Moses. She's like, I did not think, like, I did not think you was going to do all this. Where it's like, all of a sudden, you know, you're here at this university. You're you're not just at any university. You're at the Pioneer Land Grant Institution. Okay, my mother said mad as hell because I'll be like, what you trying to say? <laughs> what do you think? Right. And I think for her, I think for her and like for my aunts, because like I think about my when you brought that up, Kiana, it makes me think about my aunt Tronda. Yes. And I love my aunt Tronda. She, you know, she she was a disciplinarian to the fullest. And we had to have our great our she made us do extra homework outside of our homework. That's how bad that's yes. how it was in our house. And I think for us and my like for my sisters and I and my cousins, it was literally to the point where by the time we were looking at undergrad institutions, like 
my older sister, like my aunt was the one who was taking us on our college tour. She was like, you're not going on this college tour. I'm taking you on this college tour. So we're going to go to North Carolina. Where you want to go, Julianne? Oh, you want to go to North Carolina State? Okay, cool. We're going to go to North Carolina State, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke. In NCANT, North Carolina Central, we're gonna look at this women's college over here. We're gonna look at High Point, and we're gonna look everywhere so that you know that you have options. But I think also it's just something to the level of you're unique in your own way, and you know it. I think I was a young. I think I was seven, and I knew I was different from my classmates. And it's, and it's also not necessarily because I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to say that you have to have. An extraordinary ability. I think right. you, have to, you have to be cultured to be unhindered. And so let me give you what Kamala in an interview said. They asked her, uh Dana, Dana Bash asked her, what would your mother think? And Kamala's comment back was not surprised, right? Because of how she was cultured, right? And it's mm -hmm. and it's and it's this mentality and so that's that's if there's anything to leave folks with you got to enter spaces knowing that you belong there you got to enter spaces knowing knowing that you belong there knowing that you need to take up space there and how to say and you might and you might actually enter those spaces and you might not belong there right and, comma but you better do it but i'm there arrive just, the occasion just, just read the room when you get you there and if you don't right. know enough, be quiet until you do and ask Listen. questions later, right? I just I just reflect and, and and like I say, and I'm I feel I'm so blessed. And and when like I said, when I brought up when I first met Antonio and Kiana was like and I remember it so distinctly because it was with Stephanie Carter Smith. And it was like right Another when Jim. Listen, Another it gym. was with Stephanie Carter Smith, it was at NASPA. It was at TPE NASPA, excuse me, and I was a graduate student. And I remember Stephanie did, and I quote, introduced myself, introduced the other young lady I was with, and I sat there just like this. <laughs> and listen, I sat there being quiet, and then I think the next day we was all together, and this was me. Well, since we talking and shit, let me get up. <laughs> like, but see, my thing is, you got to you you sit back and learn. I tell my students all the time, you ain't, you just sit back, listen, you learn. Then later on, you insert yourself as needed, and that's see, we learn that as children when right. parents used to say, "Do me a favor, stay out of grown folks' business," and you sit there and listen. And we used to sit there and listen, and we only spoke when spoken to, and that was it. It's, it's the same type of thing. But like, I think that that was so important that you said, she did. She said, would your mama be proud? And she said, no. And she said that so quick, it was like, no. No, she won't. Like someone asked me that, I was like, would your parents be proud? I was like, my mom expects, my mom already knows I'm looking for a PhD program. She is not, my family is not surprised that I'm looking at a PhD. Cause they're like, it's not even if, it's not when she does it. It's not if she does it, it's when she when? does it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know. And Cookie, Cookie put in the comments something, even when my imposter syndrome, and I have been vocal Ooh. about this before, I suffer from the imposter syndrome all the time, you know, and, and I, I say all the time, it is by its favor, I pay my tithes, offering, and taxes, oh. so I keep saying that, pay my tithes, offering, and taxes, and it's grace and mercy, and then sometimes oh. it's what is it again? Rooms of grace and mercy. Okay. Sometimes I don't even get grace. It's the fumes of grace and mercy. Of the overflow. Because I have 
I ain't about yeah, to do y'all. Y'all already got let me let above me my head. Let, let me tell you a question I'm so tired of when people was like, how did you get here? Baby, somebody paved the way for me. Hey. Somebody, 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 somebody paved the way and I hustled. And I hustled. And I hustled. Because I hustled my way into grad school. Somebody asked our backgrounds. My background, my master's is in public affairs. I had a double concentration in public and nonprofit management. Um, okay. And then I had a certificate and that I always forget about. And the certificate is a testimony because I graduated and I applied, but I don't do good on the standardized tests. I had the grades. I had the credentials. I had the recommendations. But my department wanted me to retake that test. I didn't have no money. I paid for everything. I took. I had to take um, the GRE during finals week of Ooh. my senior year. Oh, everything yeah. else. I couldn't afford to take a class. I did right because I, you know, I, I I need a calculator. I can count the basics, okay. But and I and I can read and write very well. So it was the quantitative that like not the qualitative was fine. They I said I don't have time to redo that. They said my advisor said I can get you in the certificate program. I said talk to me about that. It's a one year of the so it's the first year of the two year program. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. I'm let me let me do that. I don't have to take the GRE because here's my thought. So if I can bang out the first semester, the first half of the first year and demonstrate that I can do the work. Can't y'all just give me the whole whole thing? And so and it was like, yeah. And so we went through that first semester and I did well. And when it when I got through spring semester, so then I reapplied. By that point, my advisor had got a new job and the other everybody who knew my story was on maternity leave. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Because I, again, still ain't got no money to take no do GRE and I ain't been studying for it. And I was like, absolutely not. My finance professor said, "I, you need to appeal it. And my supervisor, who today would have been her 48th birthday, Danielle Ellis. And she said, no, you already have a degree from that department. You are an alumni. She's like, uh-uh, we're going we gonna to write this appeal and they're going to let you in. You know, and I went to... I had got a, a maybe a B or C in like a stats class, and the professor was the associate dean of the department. He said, I gave her her lowest grade on her transcript. Y'all need to quit playing and let her in. Right. And so, and I went through that whole year. Nobody knew I was a certificate student because they don't differentiate who who is from what or what, but I was hustling. Yeah, was, they called us all MPA students. I said, I'm calling myself an MPA student too. You ain't got to know the specifics about it. And lo and behold, when they sent that paper, it was like, Well, we had this. I said, What well, I'm supposed to do with that paper? That's not the paper I want, it's the MPA diploma that I want. And so, right, right. and I put it on display because it's the hustle. And I kept it to myself. And the imposter complex was real in that moment. Right, you right. had to push through because I could have, in that moment, got scared. It was only nine black cookies out of 200. In the program, you know, and I yeah. ask yourself, well, what would you do if you weren't afraid? I'm a hustle and I'm going to use that hustle to kind of push through. And that is where we have to be. And it's like asking yourself, if you weren't afraid, what could you accomplish? What could you do? You know, and Kamala showed us that because she easily could have got afraid and had that epiphany mm -hmm. in that moment, you know, of what, what am I supposed what? You want yeah. me to what? It's, it's the difference between saying my story from Howard. You could have looked at your story from Howard. I'm a, I'm a child of immigrant parents. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a daughter of an HBCU. And you could have said to yourself, I don't have what it takes. Or you could have looked at your story like she said and says, no, 
I'm perfectly qualified. And, and the hustle will always be on. Or Joe's story. Let's take it back to Joe's story. Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, he said, I know a little bit about losing. Yeah. This is this is his Don't third time. time at, at the, he been, he been going after Don't this for 40 years. Well, when he said that, I almost pissed on myself. I said, oh, you stupid, but I love it. I, I mean, love but it. it's just, I think, but to that level of, and I mean, that question did come up about all of our backgrounds. Like, I'm a career-changing higher ed professional. Like, I literally wanted, I was going to school, I started going to school for to become an engineer. I didn't like it because I didn't want to take a test on a Friday. I know that sounds lazy. But yeah, I was, that sounds very valid, though. That sounds valid. It's a very valid thing. I, I was in the very engineering valid. program. weeds people out in that first semester. And in the first three weeks, I was out. I was like, I can't do this. I went and got my degree in history and political science at Kansas State University with an emphasis in military history and weaponry. So I could talk about weapons and history and military stuff. And violent. <laughs> yeah. Stay in science. Stay in science. Stay in science. I talked about and I talked about the herbicidal warfare of Vietnam wars and how it affected the right in Vietnam. Um, that was my senior thesis. I joined AmeriCorps Vista. Um, I'm a two-time AmeriCorps alum, so shout out to those who are AmeriCorps alums. And I moved to Washington, I moved to St. Louis to work at a Catholic charities um, thing, and then decided like, you know what, I wanted to move to DC in the first place because I like DC. My first term of AmeriCorps was with the Student Conservation Association through the Cultural Resources Diversity Internship. No, that's a lot, honey. Credip, as that we call it, um, <laughs> where I worked at, I worked under Bo Biden um, in the in the Department of Historical and Cultural Affairs for the state of Delaware for my senior summer and ended up going to DC to basically um, do my first scene, um, Senate testimony on my research project in for the DuPont Schoolhouse for Colored Students and ended up going and working, um, falling in love with DC. I fell in love with DC on a hot August day. It was absolutely awful. But I loved it. What other kind of weather was it going to be in August in DC? <laughs> Nobody was there. It was free Saturday. day. And I fell in love with DC and I said straight up, I'm going to come here. And so I ended up get snagging one of the Vista positions with um, Serve DC, the mayor, the executive office of Mayor of Mayor Adrian Infinti, and worked as the um, lead coordinator for Martin Luther King Day of Service the day before um, Barack Obama was inaugurated and ended up going and working at National Park Services through the Student Conservation Association on the sesquicentennial of the um, of the Civil War, and ended up becoming a high school history teacher in Washington, D.C. and Northeast. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> and, then we, and then noticed that my students weren't, come, weren't, going, weren't matriculating into, in college. So I went and got my master's at the University of San Francisco. And now I'm in Res Life. You want all the things? All the things. I got a headache. <laughs> First of all, I'm about to go to bed because y'all already know. Uh, it's 11:15. Y'all already know the deal. Y'all know I don't. Yeah. He's starting to melt. He's melting. You see, my, you see my. You see how that energy went from like. Uh, Brad, um, all of us work work in higher ed. All of us mm -hmm. in some capacity have transitioned through um, residence life, uh, administration, in some capacity, sports now. Um, myself, I'm still in higher ed. Uh, that's my day job that keeps me busy. Aside from that, um, I do leadership coaching. I am not doing as much of that now because my job is demanding. And in the spare time, I'm on two podcasts. So um, me and the homies here, 
Uh, you know, we do this this uh, podcast, which is live, or you could also catch it in uh, some of the other channels. And the meeting after the meeting, and we did a whole episode on. Uh, I, need to, I need to listen to the meeting after the meeting. No, you're I've been always having meetings after meetings. I want to know what y'all talk about. <laughs> uh, so you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. You know, we we talk about some of everything. These Have next couple episodes, episodes are spicy. Um, yeah, the next couple episodes going to be real spicy. This is real spicy. I love after meetings. Yeah. <laughs> we get a little spicy, and we give you a little culture. You know, this past yeah. week we broke it down about you need a good charcuterie board in your life. Listen, I love a good charcuterie. I got new cheese. I, I got no, new cheese. Uh, this has been fun. I love y'all to death. Y'all we are- have 74 days. I think it's a good space. We got 74 days. You know how my body is. We was on here for two hours. I'm tired. I got to go sleep. You know, I'll be like, look, y'all know I'll be broken. Um, and most of y'all done stuck with us. So, yeah. yeah we we got to play the wrap it up music with a wrap it up box. Yeah. So, uh, check, check us out on um, all the platforms. Uh, if you did not watch this or you you came in and you came back, it'll be available on the Deep In With Antonio on the podcast. So yes, check it out. Asked. Check it out and listen. Stick with us. If you haven't, whichever page, whichever one of the pages you're listening on, if you're listening on the Deep In With Antonio page or you're on my personal one, turn the notifications on because we go live when mm-hmm. stuff start popping off. You know? Right. Okay, Cookie. So, Cookie. Um, Cookie got her charcuterie board on chill for tomorrow. Yeah, come on. I, come on. I love yeah. charcuterie. <laughs> right. Charcuteries are delicious. Now that the election is over with, we, it's no longer going to be the election crew. It's just the crew. Uh, Ooh, so, the crew. We can flew it out. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Listen, y'all know I tweeted uh champ champ Biden today because I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna well, I, get I just need somebody to go I'm, I'm Femi's uh godmama. So yeah, I'm, I got you. I just need somebody to go ahead and write a check. Just go ahead and write me a check so we can start. We can we can take it to another level, you know. That's a good that. sponsor. Okay, support the dream and the mission. All right. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. We'll tune in next time. Bye, y'all.